Hello, everyone. This is Claudette coming to you from Cuyameca Conversations. So we're sitting down today with Ron Council. He's presently a travel musician, uh, director of music for Unity San Diego, and a Grossmont Cuyameca alumni. And we are very pleased and um, grateful to have this opportunity to sit down with him. Hello to you, Ron. Hello, Claudette. How are you? I'm hanging on, hanging in. In these times, you know, music is so very important to all of us. Um, I'm grateful that you had the time to talk to us. And so I wanted to take a minute first to kind of talk about your your history and your background, how you came to be in this place. I know my listeners are particularly interested in knowing that you are an alumni. Um, Tell us a little bit about your experiences with Grossmont and Cuyameca. Now, were you a student as well as staff there? I was a student there first for, I was there for two years, uh, was in the music department. Uh, I s- spent two years uh, in musical theory with Dr. Tweed. Uh, was, mm. uh, and uh, then I was hired back as a musical director and the f- accompanist for the musical theater class there. And I spent okay. eight years teaching that class with both Lisa Drummond and Susan DeLeon. Now, after you left there, you... Um performed or or um do you have an instrument of choice are you a musician as well as music director yeah i play the piano uh i play a little bit of guitar uh my first instrument which i still play is the accordion because of course it was the ah. 1960s and lawrence welk <laughs> was very popular so. okay okay uh, did you have a bubble machine oh, <laughs> i know I, I did not <laughs> I was going to say after uh-huh. I left Grossmont, it's because I moved. I went on to San Diego State, and I'm there, uh, the vocal coach and the accompanist for the uh, MFA in musical theater program there. I've heard a rumor that you actually have a voice too that you sing. Uh, I do occasionally sing in service uh, at Christ Church Unity, Unity San Diego, which is known by now. Um, but I have a great music team there in a the choir, so I. Don't sing as much as I would like, but everybody's got to have a chance. So, okay, all right. did you, did you used to sing with a choir at some point, or sing professionally? Uh, I've hmm, that's a good question. I sang with the choir at uh, Grossmont for a year, um, and uh, I sang with a choir in my first bound round of college back in the uh, late seventies which was at a college of the desert in Palm desert. Um, And then I did actually, I, (laughs) I was a piano bar pianist for uh, 10 years on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night at in at the park, which is no longer there anymore. But uh, I did have a Sunday night was an open mic night and I would sing and people would come in. I think I may have been there once or twice. I love that place. It was right over the park. It was a little bitty place. They had some good music in there. Yeah. I just like, uh, uh, Rhea Carey sang with me on Fridays and Andy Anderson on Saturdays, and it just was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was 10 years. I, I just adored it. It was like performing three nights. Excellent. But, but I, I heard rumor that you were in a choir that traveled or something like that. Did I get that wrong? Uh, no. Uh, in my first round, again, my first round of college, our choir was going to perform in a 
a festival of Ernst Krennic music, which is uh, 20th century, uh, very uh, atonal, uh, very, very hard to learn. Uh, and we went to Germany and Austria and Italy and uh, Switzerland. And the fun thing about it was, well, for us, because we were there for 21 days. And because the festival was canceled, we only sang like five days. So we had a lot of free time to have a lot of fun. And I was only 18 at the time. So. Oh, what a wonderful experience. Um, were there many of you in the choir that yeah. went? There were about 20 of us, yeah. And we were pretty well unsupervised. That's a time. good number. That sounds like every student's dream. <laughs> it was at the time. Um, I am also was also the associate <laughs> conductor for the San Diego Festival Chorus. And uh, in my time there, we traveled to Iceland, which I'd love to go back to because that's just a beautiful country, and Sweden and Norway and Italy. Um, so that was a good time for, for that. Um, okay. One more thing. I was the musical director for Celtic Fusion, okay. which was a Celtic uh, dance show. And we toured across the United States. Uh, we performed in Santiago, Chile. Uh, I recorded the CD in Glasgow, Scotland. And then we performed the show at Inverness in Scotland, which is home of the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> I think I may have asked you this once upon a time, but I'll ask you again. Did you actually get to see the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, I don't know that anybody really has, to be truthful, it. but it's a beautiful country. I have heard that. I have heard that it is gorgeous. I have yet to be, um, had the opportunity. I hope that one day I will. And how would you say that you initially began by sharing that atonal musical, atonal music was difficult to learn. Would you say that um, in comparison to the Celtic, to the atonal, I know they're not the same genre, but w would you say one is more difficult than the other or similar? Or... Do you have any thoughts on that? Are you uh, comparing atonal music to like just regular music or what exactly? Well, I think I thought I heard you say something about the Celtic music that you performed. And so I was comparing it to that. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, well, Celtic music, that was such a fun show to play because the band was on stage live and and uh, I love Celtic music. Uh, and we got to interact with the dancers um, and it just fills me with joy and habit. It's, it's just, and it's so energizing. It's just gets you up. You want to get up and dance along with the dancers. Yes. that I was going to say, I found that the Celtic music is very energetic, a lot of interesting, um, for lack of a better phrasing, that interesting timing. And so then I tried to compare it to the atonal because I was thinking that is so the opposite. So I was like, can you share with me your thoughts on these two? I'm sorry, I didn't word it very well. Uh, yeah, that chronic music, it was like, it's all these tight clusters of stuff. And you go like, is that really music? It's like, if I was playing on the piano, it would sound something like this. <laughs> Yes. Like, yes. It was interesting as an 18-year-old. It yes. was interesting to learn yes. to sing, but not my favorite type of thing. I actually, we recorded a, an LP, and I actually have that recording. I bought the LP. I found it online. Wow. It was, that was like, that took me back. They <laughs> actually did a, an LP. Okay, all right. I've heard that music before, and I've often yeah. found it interesting to um, put an anchor to it. Like, I can never find where... 
you know, with most music, you have a downbeat and all that kind of stuff. But I could never figure out where does it begin? Where does it end? What make, gives it its its rise? Where, you know, I could never, you know, get that. So it, I guess it's just another perspective, right? It's another perspective. It's not my favorite type of music. Um, it's interesting to sing, not so interesting <laughs> to sit and listen to for me. And now when we talk about Celtic music, it's the opposite. It's very energetic. It's got a liveliness to it. It it has a thing within it that kind of imbibes a happiness. I agree with you there. Absolutely. It also has a tonal center. And, a, and like yeah. you know when you come back to what it has a key, too. So that's always great. <laughs> <laughs> That's always helpful, right? Yeah. Okay. So as you journeyed and you moved, now you're at San Diego State, and you've been there how long? This is my fifth class. I've been there for ten years. So the MFA program is a two-year program. Wow. So I've had, uh, yeah, it's been a long time. When I got there, I actually had dark hair and a red beard, and now it's almost all white. <laughs> <laughs> so. Then you found your way at some point to Unity San Diego. And there is where I found you um, as the music director for um, Unity um, Church there in San Diego. Their name has changed, so I apologize for stalling around on it. I'm trying to get it correct. Um, now, aside from what we anticipate or we suppose a music director position would entail, um, it seems like the music director is a very integral part of the spiritual team, and there's a lot of nuances to it that are more than just directing the music. Like, um, I know that you have warm-up drills on your website for the choir. I hear you um, giving directions to the band members. Um, um, I, I even think you've rearranged pieces, uh, musical pieces, to to convey the the feeling you want or to change in the timing and things of that nature. Um, is this something that a music director normally would do or is this just an expansion to your skill set? Um, it's what any musical director would do. I actually started in musical theater as a musical director, uh, back in the eighties and, and I've actually musical directed probably about 50 or 60 shows. Um, so I had that skill set about, and you know, teaching notes, teaching rhythms, making things blend, working with a band or working with an orchestra. So I have all that experience that I brought to the job here at unity San Diego. Um, except for now they're volunteers and they're not getting paid. So I have to be a lot nicer. <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, it's one of those volunteers, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you're very um, clear about your directions, and you come from a place of um, knowledge when you speak on these things, like perhaps we should do this, perhaps we should elevate here, make sure you know your diction is strong here. You have very concise um, vocal type of coaching. Of course, I'm speaking from the choir's perspective, which lends itself to the type of thing vocal coaches do. And I think I heard you say something about being a vocal coach. Are you indeed a vocal coach over at the, uh, at the um, musical theater level you're at at this college? Yeah, I am the vocal coach for the MFAs and the undergraduates there. I spend a, an hour every single week with the MFAs, um, and they also get an, an hour 
private voice lesson with the with the, their voice teacher Lorinda Nickel. Uh, but okay. I help them, you know, like pick music and also make sure that they're prepared to sing for any show that they're in and that they're prepared to sing for class, work on diction and vowels and 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 anything that needs to help them be ready. Excellent. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. How did you get pulled into music? And I use the phrase pulled because myself and many other musicians that I know of and, and others who aren't necessarily in music as a pro, uh, vocation, they talk about how music draws them or pulls them or how the music directs them in some way or guides them. And so I use that phrase in referring to that. But how is it that you find yourself so immersed in music? Did you start off on that journey that way or? My family, I gotta just be honest, is is not musical at all. Nobody plays any instruments. Uh, nobody sings. Uh, when I was uh, about five or six, uh, my parents made my brothers all take accordion lessons, um, and they hated it. Um, I <laughs> couldn't wait to take accordion lessons, and and I don't ever remember having to learn to read music. In my head, I always knew how to read music, if that makes sense. And uh, then um, when I turned 10, the accordion, it was 1971, and the accordion was not quite as cool as it was in 1966. So I asked my mom, could I like switch over to the piano? And then I took piano lessons for about six years after that. Um, and then I just played. I just played all the time. Uh, my favorite memories are in high school. I would gather with my friends in the music room and and I would play for them while they sang pop songs and stuff. And that's where I learned wow. how to sight read and also how I, where I learned how to sight transpose. So if a song was in the wrong key for somebody, I just go, well, let me play it in a different key. And those have been invaluable skills to me. Uh, glad I spent all that time learning how to do that. Those are valuable skills. Um because everything is not always written in the right key for everybody. So being able to make yeah. that on the fly is super, super great. It sounds like music is a very, very integral part of who you are, Ron. Was that fair to say? Uh, it's, I spend a good deal of time at the piano. There are some days where I'll be sitting at a piano bench for up to 10 hours. Because I'll have class in the morning at 11, and then if I have rehearsal, it ends at 10 p.m. And a lot of times sitting on a piano bench and I've, I might, maybe I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. My first piano teacher would smack me in the back if I didn't sit up straight with a ruler. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, she used to work ooh. for a Catholic high school. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was never to hurt me. It was just like, Hey, wake up, sit, stand up straight. I'm on why you sitting on the piano bench. Well, I'm sure that that type of posture comes in handy sitting around now, 10 hours. I, I know it has been great for me. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, Poor posture is, forget about the quality of the performance. I'm talking about your anatomy and your back and your suffering, you know, and so forth. So yay to her, but boo to the... (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't get away with it now, but back then, the 70s were a different time era. They really were. And again, she wasn't trying to hurt me. She was just trying to get my attention and say, hey. So did you always aspire to be, um, was it your in-game goal to be the music director of um, the performance, you know, over at a state college level or even at the church or any of these, your initial aspirations? Um, I never planned on music, being a musical director. It doesn't surprise me that I am one, but um, 
again, in my first round of college, uh, I was sitting in the recital hall and I was just playing the piano. And I found out later that the musical director and, and theater director had stopped by and the musical director had turned to the director and said, hey, you should get this guy to play for you. Um, and then, and I was, I think I was 18 at the time. And so I started he asked me and I started doing musicals with them. Uh, and then I became the musical director for the theater department at College of the Desert when I was 20. Didn't really know wow. all that much about musical directing, but I learned it on the fly. It's like he made me set my own schedules. Like, okay, how many hours do you have? Do you need to do this? And I, I learned how to budget my time very efficiently at that point. Uh, and I was working with people that were in the you know the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s for the shows and stuff. And and I was very, very young. But I learned how to be a musical director, and I've been doing that pretty much my whole life since then. I think by now you probably got it down. A certain amount of it, yes. <laughs> but I'm always, I'm always learning. There's always stuff to learn. There really is. Oh, that's a wise man who says that. And I, I think you're right. I think um, there's always something new to learn. And even if you do have that down, there's always a way to do it a better or different. So good for you. Kudos to you. Um, now, let's move forward a little bit and talk about um, San Diego, Unity San Diego. Um, presently, you... Are the offering or this you offer the music there um, with a certain amount of detailed um, concern for what's going on presently in the season as well as the message that's being given. And I know this part of the liturgical, usual churches do this. There's a season and a time for certain kinds of music. Although Unity has a slightly different model, I, it looks like you still have something similar to that. But in more than that, it seems that um, you have a lot of, um, uh, you take pay attention to what's going on and you try to mold things that meet the congregational needs at present as well as what's going on um, in our uh, general vibe in the the world, I want to say. For example, you now have a virtual choir. Can you talk to us a little bit about your work at um, Unity San Diego? And maybe we can talk about the virtual choir a little bit. Sure. Um, I started here... In, I think, 2003, I became the musical director here in 2006. Um, I didn't get a pay increase, but they gave me an office with a view. And that's really what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted some place to take all my music and stuff from home and have some place to store and some place to teach from. So that was that was okay. a blessing for me. Um, the way the music works here at San Diego, at Unity San Diego, is that I get lesson titles, usually for two months in advance. And then I sit down, I go through the the material that we've done before. Uh, and in the 10, 14 years that I've been musical director, the, the music team and choir have learned about 1,400 songs uh, and wow. performed them. Yeah, that's like 100 songs a year. So that's very, very impressive. Um, but I, I try to find something that matches from the stuff that we know for the lesson titles. And if not, then I'll go looking in my files and I'll look online until I find the songs that best support uh, what I think the title, the lesson title is going to be. Um, and it doesn't matter what it is. I usually have to fix something for the choir and then something for the music team. And again, it's just finding the right song that supports the message. To me, that's the most important thing, not just doing something because it's a pretty song. Though occasionally we do, I go, I want to do this song. I know what the lesson is, but we got to do this song because it's such a great song. Um, right. 
Okay. Uh, particularly this past Sunday, because I didn't want the music team to learn anything new because our Christmas concert's coming up next week. Uh, so I sang this funny song. It's called, I Bought You a Plastic Star for Your Aluminum Tree. And it's just this <laughs> cute kind of folk song. Yeah. So it's it's that was a lot of fun to sing. Uh, but usually <laughs> it's very, very specific about the message. Um, and then uh, I have a, a choir right now. It's a virtual choir. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but a choir and a music team of about 10 people, including drums and, and a, a guitarist and a bass player and uh, six vocalists uh, who can sing a wide variety of music. We will sing anything. Uh, country, we'll sing musical theater, pop, rock. Um, the only thing we haven't done is rap at this point. And if I had somebody who could rap in my music team, we would do a rap song if I found something that supported the message. Absolutely. <laughs> I believe you would tackle that too, Rob. I, I would. Absolutely. Would. So now because of COVID, we are actually, um, we're still live services on Sundays. We're definitely doing social distancing. We're all more than six feet apart. Uh, when we're not singing, we're all wearing masks. So there are about seven of us, not the, the full music team is not there, uh, but there are seven of us that are there on any given Sunday. Um, so they're doing live. And then starting in September, because all of a sudden it became clear that the choir was not coming back. And I thought, I want to keep them engaged. I want to keep them, you know, still singing and performing, be connected with us. It's the connection that's really, really important. So I picked yeah. a song. I sent an email out. Hey, guys, do you want to participate? And it was a very sharp learning curve about okay how do you set up a camera where do you put your music what do you wear where do you look um and but the, they've gotten better at it every single time and i also had to learn how how to edit everything down i have a great partner in video that's jerry kowalski from my church he also sings and plays the guitar uh that he's doing all the video editing so i don't have to do that i just do the audio mix and you know i like somebody hang on to a note too long got to cut that off there they enter too soon you got to shift things around then you got to make a blend uh, so that's been a learning process for me. So they've done three of them so far. And now for our Christmas concert, which is, uh, you're not going to hear this by then, but, uh, uh, the choir is performing three video and the music team is also doing three videos as well. So there's six videos going to be in our concert and the rest of it's going to be live. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. A little way, wow. way different than anything we've ever done before. So, well, uh, I know that, um, I don't think this is going to be up before then, but it may be up before Christmas. Will the listeners be able to log on somewhere and be able to listen to the slash see them? Yeah, if they're interested, uh, you can go to Facebook and search for Unity San Diego and our live services will come up there. And okay. um, we also have morning prayers things, but if you scroll down, you'll find the Christmas concert on December 13th. Uh, check it out. You'll even get to hear me sing a solo. So, so is, you're not doing that atonal music then? Oh, God, no, no. Well, there's a lot of really pretty stuff, some fun acapella stuff. <laughs> we, we are having uh, two of my favorite players, Nico and Nico. Uh, one plays guitar, the other plays uh, violin and viola. And uh, Andy Ingersoll is also joining us yeah. on the board. So there would be 10 of us there instead of the usual seven. I'm, I'm very excited about the concert. I, I, um, I do have one song down, and I'm trying to get some more done. I'm, I'm very excited to, to see the end results and to hear some of the beautiful music. You touched a little bit on the current quarantine situation, and I don't want to give that a lot of play because it's more about the music in general. Do you think that the music that you offer through um, Unity San Diego and the connection that you have with the choir members and con conversely the congregation, 
is enhanced or, or is better um, now that we have this new environment we're in? Or, and or do you think it's just as important as it was before or, or more so? I, I just want to kind of explore that a little bit. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's actually a bit more important the fact that we're actually performing live for for our congregation um, and staying current on the situation and but the just the experience of, of us being there and 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 being part of this and making them feel part of of the service when they can't be there is so very important uh, I know for the music team um, it's different not having somebody out there and getting applause at the end of it but it's never been about the applause uh, for us, it's like when we sing something and it's really heartfelt and we're all together and we're really synced up, it's just the most powerful experience. Uh, we sang this gorgeous song last Sunday called Christmas Alleluia. And yeah. it was, I was, I was so moved. I got choked up just sitting there singing because it was so, we were all like on yeah. point and everybody was like really into it. And just, it was a gorgeous song. Mm -hmm. It was just, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So mm -hmm. for us, it's not so that much that the it's not there because we're okay. actually part of a group and we're singing with each other and we're, uh, we have that connection with ourselves that I think actually comes out in the, in the uh, video so that people can hear that and, and experience that with us. So I think it's very important. I agree with you. I think that um, at this time, the people need to know that there's still a connection, that there's still people um, still in that energy, that that the, the feeling and the love and the blessings and all those things that occur with musical offerings are still present and still viable um, and accessible to them. Um, and so I think it's wonderful that we have um, that opportunity um, through unity and through your um, work there. Um, other than the Christmas concert, are there any other events or um, opportunities, I guess I want to say, um, that the listeners might want to tune in for that are coming up on your, your slate? We're having a candlelighting service uh, Christmas Eve. We're not exactly sure what that's going to be because um, it's going to only be us. I think there's going to be five of us, uh, but we're going to work that out. That's usually one of our most well-attended and beautiful services because we turn all the lights off and everybody has their candles and it's so warm and engaging, but um, we can't have everybody out there with candles this year. So we're going to have to work out exactly what it's going to look like and what it's going to sound like. And we also have a, a burning bowl service on New Year's Eve. And again, we're working through what does that look like this year? Usually they, they come and they write a letter to themselves uh, and then we mail them that letter a year later. So you can go, what are your expectations of the future? And then you get to get that letter from yourself a year ago and you can see, well, did I live up to what I expected to happen? Or, um, and that's a powerful tool for learning to shape your future. And, and part of that service is also, you get to like write down the things you want to release from the past and you get to go and put it in a fire and burn it up. Yeah. Uh, and that's also very symbolic and, and, and reaffirming so but i don't know how we're going to do that that year we're we're, in, we're still talking about those but uh, if you want to participate those uh look up the unity san diego on facebook and you'll catch us for those two evenings new year's eve and uh christmas eve. okay well i'm excited about that i have participated in both of those events on more than one occasions i will say the letter i wrote to myself for 2020 did not go anything like i expected <laughs> i'm sure it didn't for anybody <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, what happened to the murder hornets? Truly, they were supposed to be this huge thing, and now they're gone. Uh, seriously, okay, that was our biggest fear, right? Um, <laughs> like, okay. Um, but... <laughs> I, I'm sure that you guys will work out a way that we can still have some version of that. Um, and I'm excited to see how that will be. Um, and for the listeners, we'll make certain that we add some information, a link or something that you can look forward to um, um, joining or somehow participating in that if you're so desirous. Is there anything, Ron, before we close that you'd like to share with us? Um, um, any information about um, your your choir, your wonderful work there, or um, additional components that you you want our listeners to to have. Most of our listeners are other students at your alumni alumni uh, colleges, um, but also we have um, parents and family and friends in the community who also log on and listen to these podcasts. So this is your opportunity to offer a word and to share information if you'd like. Uh, well, first of all, if you uh, catch any of our virtual choir videos and you're interested in participating, uh, you should uh, reach out to us and, and get hold of us. And I can give you the information on how it's done. Uh, once you figure out the first one, it gets easier, everyone, after that. And I provide a lot of tools to, to like help help you and guide you into creating uh, your own personal videos um, like conducting videos and part tracks and it's all online so that's it's a pretty easy thing and we're always looking for new people for that we have people that are not members of our congregation that are not even in this town we have uh, a gentleman from Australia who found us online and wanted to join us and he submitted uh, two videos so far so that's exciting and and strange to think that somebody in Australia is is watching our programs and wants to participate so really out and and more than that it just like oh, it's finding so many new and, and interesting ways to create music uh san diego state uh just did a virtual presentation of chess the musical uh which i was part of the, in the rehearsal process where it's it was all filmed uh individually and some of it was filmed live with social distancing um and like the orchestra from san diego state participated they were recording in the parking garage at san diego state and the choir from there was doing the same thing so there were like more than 200 people involved in creating this this uh this concert recording of chess and i just say reach out and and don't be afraid to connect to other people and and find avenues to perform um, because there's, you can't do it all together right now, but we can individually apart do stuff together. So keep yeah. finding ways to do that. It's, an, it's, it's a sad thing, but it's also kind of exciting to look at the future of what we can do. Yes, I agree. Ron, very well stated. Um, I will concur. Ron does provide you with all the tools and many tools you can imagine to um, help you with this particular um, uh, endeavor, recording your voice, how to upload it, the whole nine yards. And if you have a question, you can always reach out and he'll answer it. I will. And I agree with you also, Ron. It, it is, you know, it's a little challenging when you look at it from a perspective of this is not how it is, this is what we used to do and I want to be, but it's such a wonderful opportunity to stretch yourself to grow a little bit and to look at other ways and opportunities that we can all still come together and make music, right? Yeah, yeah. Very well stated. Thank you, Ron. I am so grateful that you took the time to share a little bit with us today. 
Um, and I'm very, very pleased with the offerings that you have given here. This is some great stuff. I'm sure people will enjoy listening to it. Again, thank you, Ron. You have been listening to Claudette and Ron Council with um, Unity San Diego from the music seminar Conversations at Cuyamaca. Thank you and goodbye.